to be with you this morning to bring to you a message from the Word of God. If you have a cup, let's lift up our cups and ask the Lord, Lord, would you fill us up today with the hope that you have in store for us through the power of your Word. God's Word is a treasure and it is something that we can dig into and seek and find uh, the the treasure that is within it uh, that God has for our good. And um, so today on Cup of Hope, I want to talk to you about another point of our progression through John Maxwell's Today Matters books. And he pulled out a few principles for us to focus on and these declarations that we can make for our day. And they're at the end, he kind of gives this whole list of them, and, and we're doing them one at a time. But if you're, you've been watching, you can accumulate them and then begin to just declaring them over your heart and your mind. Like on Monday, we talked about staying committed and, and pressing on to the thing that we know that we are called and asked to do. Um, and and staying and enduring through some trials and not you know pulling back not rearing um, but pressing on to the things that god is asking of us and when we do so we will be uh, a, we will be blessed to to carry on and press through what what god is asking us even in those difficult moments where we want to just throw in the towel and throw up our hands but today's declaration is about our finances it's about how we are living and how we are viewing finances, how we are making decisions that are financially related. Um, and so this whole concept is that today matters. What we're doing today, how we're living today, it matters. And it matters not just for the here and now, but it matters for our eternity. It matters for what we're what we will be brought into uh, in God's kingdom in eternity, but it matters for the generations that once we leave this earth, there will be generations that come after us until the you know until Jesus returns and all things are made new. But until then, we can assume that generations will come after us, and so how we're living in this moment will impact. I know that it's hard for us to get our minds around that those decisions have lasting implications, those decisions that we're making that we seem like we make decisions based on how we feel in the moment. We make decisions based on what seems easy. We make decisions based on what, um, what even seems right in the moment, right? Of, and without maybe even considering or, or understanding how the decision that we're making impacts the people around us in the here and now. So, I know that's difficult for us to do with the here and now. So imagine the how hard it is for us to transition our mindset to think long term, to think longevity, to think in terms of generational blessing, in terms of generational legacy that is to come. It is a definite mind shift and it does not happen overnight. But that's why I think these daily declarations can help us change our viewpoint to understand that what we're doing today, how we're living today, what I'm speaking today over myself, over my family, it has lasting implications. If I'm speaking over my daughters, things that they are loved, that they are cherished, that they are beautiful, that they are made perfectly in the image of God, if I'm pouring into them in a way that is building them up to become the people that God desires for them to be. And I'm 
co-laboring with God in that development instead of cutting them down and, and, you know, telling them about all the things that are wrong about them that I think are wrong about them. God says he created them. So let's be careful about that. When we talk about people that God created people. Um, and so when we talk about other people, we're talking about God's creation and that should in and of itself shift how we, uh, how we talk and the words that come out of our mouth in reference to other people. Anyway, back to finances. So finances are a huge area for a lot of us that I think regardless of whether or not you have a lot or a little or somewhere in the middle, um, a lot, a little, or somewhere in the middle, it, it doesn't matter. It seems like finances are always a place of stress, that finances are always a place of, um, of difficulty and challenge among relationships. And that's part of the reason why this, uh, the work that I'm beginning to do now is called relational wealth, but it's talking about how to cultivate uh, a strong family foundation to be able to, um, basically make it through or, or not even just make it through but thrive through the transfer of legacy and what does that look like and so as a family we are making decisions every day about how we're spending our money we're making decisions every day about what how we're investing we're making decisions every day about whether or not I'm spending six dollars on a cup of coffee or I'm buying using that six dollars to buy a healthier lunch or whatever the decisions are we have decision trees that have to happen all day long about how we're spending our resources and like I said whether we have a lot or a little people I think assume that the opposite if if you have a lot you assume people that don't have much have no stress in their lives because of finances and vice versa but it is completely false um who if you're a human there's some sort of um level of stress that comes with dealing with finances and with money uh and so today we are given some insight from Solomon King Solomon who was the wisest person uh, about finances. And I would recommend to you that you read this whole section. It's Ecclesiastes 5 verses 10 through 20. It's a long section. So I'm not going to read to you the whole time because you might fall asleep. Um, and uh, that will get a little monotonous. But um, I want you to take time to go back and read for yourselves verses 10 through 20 in Ecclesiastes 5 because it has so many good nuggets in there for you to think about, for you to sit on. And don't be thrown off when you see the word wealthy or rich. Because when if we are real with ourselves, if we are living in the United States of America, we have food on our table and a roof over our head, we are rich. If we have a car to drive, we are rich. If we have, um, like I said, just basic provisions, we are considered rich because compared to what the rest of the world is going through in dealing with, not having roofs over their heads, not having clean water, not having plumbing, indoor plumbing or place to dispose of their waste and their trash. There's so many things that we take for granted here in the United States of America that don't give us the right mindset and mentality to help us on a journey toward um, 
being wise stewards of the resources that we have because we just compare ourselves to something better than or not something better something bigger than what we have compare ourselves to something that you know more mass more 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 and that's what our culture is constantly feeding us is the more we have the better off you'll be the more you have the more satisfied you be you'll you'll be the more wealth you you're amassing the the happier your family will be you'll all the experiences you'll get to have and all the things and and a lot of that is is true to an extent, right? Like getting to do experiences and things, but it does not equal happiness. Money is not equaling happiness for anyone. So let me read a couple verses here. It's verse 14 and 15, and it says this, Just as he came from his mother's womb, so he will go back naked as he came. For his efforts, he will take nothing that he can carry away in his hand. You will take nothing with you at the end of this life. You will, everything that you have amassed, every purchase that you have made. Um, and for those of you who have uh, lost loved ones, lost parents, and you've had to go through their things, in, you think just how how much stuff people accumulate over their lifetime that at the end when they're when they have uh, passed it's real a lot of it is so just meaningless but the things that are meaningful are maybe the handwritten notes or cards or recipes that they wrote or um, special things that they have but definitely not the mounds and mounds of stuff that people have accumulated so this is just a reminder that we can't take it with us. So that that feeling or need to hoard stuff, that feeling or need to keep things for ourselves and amass things for ourselves is a very false um, sense of security and a false sense of um, us having happiness. And then verse 15 says, This too is a gross evil, that in every respect as he came, so he will go. Thus what profit has he after toiling to earn the wind? We can spend our entire lives wrapped up, focused on accumulating. And he calls it toiling to earn the wind. We can spend so much time on our career. We can spend so much time amassing, again, things and stuff, even experiences. And it's like toiling after the wind because at the end of our life, it means nothing. At the end of our life, it is meaningless. The one thing I will say that is, and Solomon goes on to talk about this, is that we're what we're leaving for the people behind us. And that is what we have instilled in them, the confidence we have instilled in them, the belief that we have instilled in them, the faith that we have instilled in them, the setting them up to make wise decisions. They get to see us make wise decisions. Our our uh, predecessors get to see us make wise decisions. So as we are walking through this life, we have opportunity to 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 invest, not just financially in order to to help build up and preserve something financial to pass on, but then also to invest in our families, invest in their character, invest in their learning, invest in their development, invest in their and how they are cultivating and building a relationship with God on their own. 
that's something that we get to demonstrate and, and, and teach. It's hard for our kids to believe that God should be most important in their life when we don't live that way. It's hard for our kids to get their mind around that they need to have seek the kingdom first and all these things will be given unto you. Seek the kingdom first when they don't see us seeking the kingdom first. They see us seeking our job. They see us seeking a position. They see us seeking a title. They see us seeking um, after the things of this world, uh, fame, notoriety, uh, whatever it is that we're are seeking after. They see us pursuing after all these things and yet forsaking our first love. And that's conflicting because what our words are telling our kids is our prayers are telling our kids that we want them to have a heart to know Jesus. And yet we aren't always living that way because we get tripped up too. So this is just one of those moments of declaration for us that just for today, I will make wise financial decisions and I will also get my mind right about finances. That my finances, though helpful on this earth, or the thing that buys the things that we need, right? And the things that we want, but the things that we need. And so let's start there. And this heart space of gratitude for what God has given us, what for, for what God has done, and ask him to, to coach us, to teach us how to make wise financial decisions that not only impact us here and now, but will impact our future generations. Let's pray. Father God, you are so good, and I thank you that you have given us this word uh, and shown us through the example of Solomon, God, that uh, the things that we toil after in this in this world it's like chasing after the wind. God, I pray that you would help us to have our minds right, to have insight and wisdom about the decisions of finances that we need to make today and in the next day and the next day and the next day. God, I pray that you would train up our minds, that we have legacy in mind as we're looking at our finances and looking at how we can steward our possessions, our wealth, our uh, the, the things that you have allowed us to earn for the benefit of the future generations and that we would not just make decisions that are squandering um, and um, God, but also that we hold very loosely to the things that you have placed in our lives, knowing that you give and that you take away, but blessed be your name, Lord. So whether we have a lot or a little, Lord, your name is still great. You are still on the throne. You are still our provider. And we owe everything to you, Lord Jesus, because of your sacrifice for us on the cross. I thank you, God, for all of these things. I pray, Lord, today that you would receive glory as we move forward and make this declaration today that we will make wise financial decisions and we lean on you and ask for your strength as we make decisions that will impact our finances, that are based on finances. I thank you, God, for all of this. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen and amen. Well, thank you for being with me today on Cup of Hope. Be blessed, be well, and I look forward to seeing you, Lord willing, back here on Friday. Bye-bye.